After you've finished editing your incredibly good podcast, there's still one final stage of polish and packaging before you're ready to publish. That's what we're going to talk about today. What's happening, podcasters? I'm Brian Ensminger with another episode about podcasting. I'm here to help you launch, improve, and sustain your show. When I first started podcasting back in 2014, I didn't really understand the final stage of the Acme M method of podcast production. I kind of understood part of it, but I didn't understand all of it. And so that's part of why I want to talk about it today. I didn't really have a good understanding of that last stage. And because of that, my productions were inconsistent. And they didn't sound as good as they could have. And I'm wondering if maybe you struggle with this as well. You like what your, what your edits sound like, but you're not quite as happy with the final product. Well, I'm talking today about the final stage of the Acme M method, mastering. And I do want to mention before I start talking too much about mastering, I do practice what I preach. I follow this process. I was working on a client episode today, a file that came through yesterday, where there are some notes from the host about things they wanted cut, stuff like that. But because I followed the Acmea method, I was able to find some things that the host didn't even reference. There were some wide variations in sound that she happened to mention, but there was some other stuff that I found because I followed this process. So I assessed the audio. I saw what I was starting with. Then I went through and conditioned the audio. I made sure that I had good cleaned up stuff to start with. I cleaned it up as much as I could, partly based on her notes and partly just based on what I found as I went through the process. Then I assembled and mixed the the, the pieces together. I made sure that my levels were good and all of that. And then I went through and I did an edit. And this was not a detailed edit. I didn't go through and listen to every minute of it, but I did go through and look for anomalies. And because I did that, I found some stuff that I was able to take out and make the show sound better. And that then led me to the final stage, mastering. And this might be the most misunderstood stage of the Acme M framework. It's, it seems like sometimes mastering is shrouded in mystery and jargon, and it's like angels sing or something when you start mastering because it's just not very understood. And maybe you're not really clear on what the mastering stage can do you for your podcast, or maybe you're not quite sure how to do it, or maybe there's just some confusion. I know when I started, there certainly was for me, and I'm really glad that I've learned more about this because it doesn't actually have to be confusing. When, when I started thinking about mastering for my show, I definitely didn't want to make any regrettable mistakes, but as I thought more and more about it, it became clear that doing nothing might be a more regrettable mistake. So because I didn't understand that, I as I started kind of working with some tweaks, I did make mistakes. I didn't really understand that there were three different parts of the mastering stage that you can pull from and that you don't necessarily have to do every one of them. Not, not all of them are necessary, but they can all help. I didn't understand how it could be similar as well as different for mastering from music. And I didn't have the experience with mastering music. So I was really not drawing from a, a deep well of knowledge right there. But I knew that I wanted to add this because I wanted a mix that sounded better for the final product and I, I wanted everything to be as good as it could possibly do. So I started learning more about that. So let's break the mastering step down because as, as far as it relates to podcasting, I view this as three components for the mastering stage. The first one is the final polishing. 
Second is loudness normalization or loudness matching so that everybody can hear your show and it sounds great. And then the final one is adding ID3 tags or file metadata that points back to you and identifies the brand and the show for you. So let's talk about final polishing because I think this one is probably the most understood most misunderstood of all of them. It's probably the easiest one to get wrong. And frankly, it's, it's actually optional, but I do like to talk about it because it's, it's good. This is the process of going through to make your mix sound like a cohesive whole. And you'll want to listen. Usually you're going to do this on the final mix. You've got your final mix down. Now you're going to take it to the mastering. And for me, it's usually pretty straightforward. I use maybe three or four different effects for mastering, typically something like a multi-band compressor to help make sure that my loudness stays good and gives me a good sound. I might add an exciter just to add a little bit of bite to the overall mix and a tape emulator just to kind of provide a little bit of smoothness. And it might sound like adding bite and adding smoothness are contradictory, but the way it works, it actually sounds pretty good. For this, I use Ozone 7, Ozone 8 is actually the current version, but I'm using Isotope's Ozone 7. It's a pretty expensive piece of software, but it could be for you something as simple as maybe applying a multi-band compressor just to help get a little bit more level out of it and make your, make your mix sound a little bit more like a cohesive whole. Some people will also add a little bit of a, a EQ to it or do some other stuff, but these are kind of, this, is, this is kind of what I do. Some people will just use stock plugins for from their... Uh, editing software like Adobe Audition or other pieces of software that have things like a multi-band compressor, some things like that. That's that's actually one of the most common is just that multi-band compressor. This is an optional part of it, but it's something that I do recommend. After final polishing, there's loudness normalization. And this is just the process of taking your mix and making sure that it lines up with the recommended loudness targets so that people can have a good, consistent listening experience within your show, between your episodes, and between your show and other shows. Typically, for a podcast, you're going to be targeting something like minus 16 LUFS, that's L-U-F-S, that's a loudness target, for a stereo mix, or minus 19 for a mono mix. There's just a little bit difference in how those are processed, so it's a little bit different target. For this, I typically use Hindenburg Journalist Pro because that's the software that I like, and that's the software that does, that, that piece of software does this for me. However, if I'm going mobile, if I'm recording on my phone and I'm publishing there, I'll use a tool like Auphonic.com to help me with this because even when I go mobile, I still want to make sure that my mix sounds good and is at the right target for people to hear. I have in the past also used Isotope's RX-7 to do this. Uh, It's a pretty expensive piece of software, not necessarily the one that you'd want to use if you're just starting out, but it'll do it for you. Some people will use Adobe Audition. There are a number of tools out there that will help you do this. I would say probably the most common one that we hear talked about would be Auphonic. I like Hindenburg, but there are a bunch of them out there. And then finally, the third part of this is going to be adding the ID3 tags. This is the file metadata that often contains things like an image for your show or an image for the episode, the title, the copyright information, a description, maybe a link back to you, maybe some contact information as well as the episode number, some stuff like that. And that that's really there to... To help identify the file, some podcast apps will actually use this to populate portions of the what's in the show notes or what's uh, what's the the image that's being displayed. I also like to do this. Just this is just me talking personally. I like to do this so that if somebody ends up with an episode of my show 
on their computer, on their phone, and they don't know where it came from. They're going to know what show it's from. They're going to have an image that makes a good listening experience. They're going to have a link that points back to me so that they can find me in case they want to subscribe. So that's really kind of the reason that I do this. Uh, tools that'll do this for you. Again, Hindenburg, Auphonic.com. In the past, I've used a piece of software called ID3 Editor by PA Software. Uh, some podcast media hosts like Libsyn or Blueberry will do this for you. Others will do that as well. That's just the the last part of it. So we've we've talked about polishing, loudness normalization, and then adding ID3 tags for you. Here's the challenge for you, though. You have to choose for you which parts of this you want to include in your mastering stage and then which tools you want to use. What's, what's going to be your tool for that final polish? Are you going to use Hindenburg or Isotope RX-8 or a built-in plugin for the software that you work with? What's the tool that you're going to use for loudness matching? Are you going to use something like a phonic.com or a phonics desktop software? Are you going to use something else? And then what's the final tool for your ID3 tag editing? Are you going to use PA software's tool? Is, are, does your media host do that for you? What tools are you going to use? You have to choose those so that you can put those into your mastering stage. When you do, if you do this right, and it's going to take you a little bit of practice. It took me some practice too, believe me. But when you do this right, you're going to have a more cohesive mix that people can hear clearly and that has the information embedded so that they have a file that points back to you. And then you're going to be able to begin and continue your journey to master the mastering stage. If you found this valuable, consider attending the Christian Podcaster Summit. This is one of the topics that we're going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about the audio production, but we're also going to talk about other stuff that could benefit your show as well. Things like building an email list, building a media kit, uh, using social media, booking great guests, a whole bunch of stuff all focused around helping you take your podcast to the next level. If you use my affiliate link at toptieraudio.com slash summit, you'll get the ticket for the regular price, but I'm working on some bonuses to help you take what I'm going to talk about even further. And those are bonuses that are available to you because you use my affiliate link at toptieraudio.com slash summit. Full disclosure, it's not all ready, but it is all planned out. Or... If you'd like some one-on-one -on -one attention, maybe you want to accelerate your learning right now. Maybe you want to get some one-on-one -on -one feedback or some focus on your show. Visit toptieraudio.com and set up a consultation. I'd be glad to talk to you about your show and what you can do to improve it or address the concerns or the challenges you're facing right now. I'd be glad to do that for you. Thanks again for being here. Now go out there and make a great podcast.